boom. Uh, what's your, what do you like to say? Make sure you like, subscribe. Oh, like the video, subscribe down below and hit the notification bell. That way you can be notified of Adam's daily videos. Wow. Nat, go ahead and give that one a shot. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jorge, real quick, close up on Nat, show those teeth. Show my teeth. Oh. Ooh. They are real teeth. They are not whitened. Close up on Allie looking beautiful and pregnant. Oh, thank you. Hey. Smile, smile. Yeah. Girl, no, I ran out Kiana, my biting toothpaste. Let's go. Oh, seductive look into the camera. Veneers <laughs> and lines in them. Oh, veneers. And back to the President of the United States if we, may, if we do can. Do a wave, do a wave. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Have your vote. And anyway, you back. too, Adam. Adam, you're in a new suit. You get, okay. Yeah, by the way, real quick oh, for the suit, if you yes. want to know, oh, shout Bobby. out to my boy, Hafiz Baku, roommates. This is the standard by the oh, way, so came kidding. and gave me a gift. Yes. Shout like out to him and Joseph. Respect. If you want to get dope suits, it's a free plug. Hafiz, the standard. Great group. Great group of guys. Respect. Thank you guys for making me look good. Pure okay. respect going out their way. Yes. Um, with that being said, I want to bring up something. Because we all met uh, almost a year ago at the CME, mm -hmm. right? The Conference for Masculine Excellence. Mm -hmm a networking event, right? A mm -hmm. self-improvement event. So one of the things I always say is, and it took me years to realize this, I've been in the nightlife world, I did stand-up comedy, I've done finance, mm -hmm. I've done business relationships, biz dev, I host podcasts. Am I like a money guy? Am I a nightlife guy? Am I a podcaster? And more than anything, mm -hmm. I'm a networker. I enjoy getting out of the house, putting on a nice suit, looking mm -hmm. good, feeling good, so smelling good, acting good, get it right, get it tight. And meeting people. Network is your net worth. That's that. how I met you guys. This is great. Yeah. Um, so I want to I have a conversation on the power of networking. So we met at the CME. You were with Justin Waller. Fresh and Fit were there. Tate wasn't there, but I know that he's part of that crowd. You, I met you in an elevator, I'll never forget, with Pearl. Oh. Right? We're <laughs> yeah. coming up. The st You're like, hey, I know you. I'm like, oh, who are you? Boom. Um, the power of your network. So you hang out with the, an elite group of dudes, right? Jay Waller was here last week. Whether it's Rolo, Fresh and Fit, Tate, mm -hmm. tell me your experience rolling with these guys, with this, with this, with this network that you've created, and how that's helped shape your business and personal life. I mean, it just, it just creates like a level of abundance, really. Like when you're when you're around guys who you know have their finances mm -hmm. in order, who have who are very well networked themselves, who have a lot of status and influence. It, it just creates this overall level of abundance that seeps off into every other level of your life, right? So you're going to learn things off everybody else. Like, get it, like surreptitiously learn yeah. through osmosis. Okay, how does this guy behave around, like, a waitress? How does this guy behave around, like, a bank manager? Mm. How does this guy behave in the club when he's talking to the, mm. to the, to the, uh, the table manager mm. or whatever, right? And all these, you sort of just, by being around, by surrounding yourself with people who are doing better than you are, and I'll flat out say so like all these guys that you just mentioned are all doing better than I am. Like so, that's I kind of like the maybe fact in the boardroom yeah. if you know what I mean. Right, right. But I, I kind of <laughs> like the fact that I'm I'm yeah. you know surrounding myself with guys I can look up yeah. to and be like, okay, I can learn this, 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 and this off of you. Yeah, of course. Right? And maybe I can add in you know my value here right. and there. But by being the quote unquote dumbest person in the room per se. You just give yourself that overexposure to how you can improve your life on every level. Right. If you're the, if you're the smartest to. person in the room, you need to find better rooms, is what they say. Yeah. So if you if you're the poorest person in the room, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You just got to find 
uh, you know, the type of person that can basically motivate you. If you're the richest person in the room, you might need to find a better room. You'd be, su- you'd be surprised at how how easy it is to network with guys who are doing better than you mm-hmm. if you're just fun to be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, that's it's people like feeling good. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. Yeah. yeah, obviously a lot of people will, will network with you because you can have a fantastic business opportunity together. Cool, great. Or you can introduce them to someone important. Mm-hmm. Great. But you can, or if you don't have any of that stuff, right? Let's say you're a young guy starting out. You've got none of that. What can you offer? Mm. Enthusiasm, energy, right. positivity, just making a dude laugh yeah. can get you a long way. Mm-hmm. 100%. The, the, um, what do they say that you know who your true friends are when you can't provide anything other than your friendship? Right. You find out who's there for you. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked about, to just shift topics real quick, we talked about the network that you've created and the centerpiece of that, in my opinion, is Tate. Obviously, he brings you guys together, everything that he's put together. What's your take on what's happening with him these days? Well, this is they recently were uh, viewed being going in and out of the DICOT headquarters in Romania. Mm-hmm. There's a reason... Obviously, I think the allegations are ludicrous. Obviously, I think these guys are innocent. They're my friends. I, I don't need to wait for any more evidence or anything to come out to know that these guys are innocent. I know these men, right? But what's becoming more and more obvious to the international stage as everyone's watching this case, they aren't, for example, as one of many examples, they're not using the CCTV footage from within their house that the police have had for about nine months from the previous time they were arrested, right? Or charge, right? Allegations, right? They're not using any of that in the case because the police know that it'll prove them innocent. They're just just abusing the Romanian legal system to keep these guys in detention, Mm. to try and look tough. The prosecutor specifically, to try and look tough so he gets uh, the DICOT position that's up for election in like 2024. Mm -hmm. That's all it's about. It's just about Mm. them abusing the Romanian legal system to try and make themselves look tough so they can get elected to a position let me ask you and i'll go on the record and i say a lot of this is just trumped up bs charges i don't believe any of it until you show me that what he's guilty of i'm on i'm on team innocent team tate camp no doubt how much though do you think it was the fact that he was like listen every country's corrupt every country's corrupt you've heard him say this thing he's like the difference is in romania is i'd rather be able to be able to pay the person Mm -hmm. to get off and just keep it moving because every country's corrupt. I'd rather be able to just cut a check, give some cash, keep it moving. You've heard him ever say this. How much do you think that there's some prosecutor or some legal person in this country's like, well, I don't think so, my friend. I think you, uh, we'll show you. How much do you think that had an effect on him getting arrested? Like some, we, some guy with a chip on his shoulder, basically. 100%. You're like, you're yeah. talking shit about the legal system. Yeah. And that, this is pure speculation, but how much do you think that that played a role? I mean, it's entirely possible. I don't, don't know, but it's entirely possible that this guy's like, you know, felt personally attacked maybe yeah. because he's in the legal system and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to try and prove something. Yeah, I mean, because I think that's, that's probably but, a, a component of but it. But if, if you look at the history of the, this, this, this uh, you know, DICOT, D-I-I-C-O-T, right? That's the department that that's currently investigating them, right? If you look, at, for, look through the history of their leadership... It's just corruption all the way down. Yeah, so like of the last few years, just corrupt, 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 corrupt. Mm. So, would the, do I suspect that this prosecutor is probably being corrupt? Mm. Well, it's obvious he's being corrupt because yeah. he's not pre- presenting any evidence to prosecute yeah. them. It's, he's abusing their legal system to just 
detain my friends. Abuse of power. Right. You, you've got pretty strong opinions on this situation. As a woman, how do you process what's going on with our friend Andrew Tate over there in Romania? Um, I have a couple of opinions. So here's the thing. I feel like I'm just going to wait because one time Kanye said something and I gave my take way too soon after he said some things. <laughs> and then he, he said way worse things the next day. So I've just learned to be patient. And investigations are good. You know, uh, hopefully the Romanian government does the right thing and does what they're supposed to do because investigation is to find somebody innocent or to find them guilty, right? So I think due process is good in that way, and that, but, you know, it's, it's Romania, so that's a little bit different. But he did make himself an enemy of the Matrix, right? So let's say the Romanian government did hate him and needed to win, you know, a political mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. He's an excellent target for that. Mm -hmm. Let's just get rid of this, what they want to call him, like, yeah. alt-right or something. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's mess with this guy so we mm -hmm. can look good to, I guess, mm -hmm. the Romanian liberals, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I guess it would look good in that context. Um, and also, mm -hmm. you know, you can, like, not like what he did with the webcam stuff and still say that maybe these women weren't, you know, that intensely manipulated. Like, you know, like oh, oh no, boo-hoo, woe is me. I get to stay in a million-dollar mansion. This is so sad. Like, it, you can be critical of both sides. It's my opinion, though, that he's kind of, this is what I thought, he was on his way to turning over a new leaf, basically like a new chapter of life, more focusing, I think, on the women in his life and his children. That's my perspective. I have no idea. But hopefully the Romanian government does the right thing. Like, leave him alone, you know? We'll see. I think perhaps him converting to Islam might have rubbed up some Romanian mm. officials the wrong way. Because Romania, Romania is the most orthodox mm. uh, Christian nation on the planet, as far as I'm aware. That's also another component from what I've heard, is that because but, he's bragged about how Christian and... Judeo-Christian values that they have in Romania, and they kind of viewed that as a slap in the face that he converted to mm. Islam. That is entirely that possible. Is, that is mm. a, one of the theories out there. The thing yeah. is, but his the thing is, his brother Tristan is Orthodox Christian. Oh. Yeah, like his brothers, like, his brothers extremely Orthodox, Christian, and they both they've donated continuously to the Romanian Church mm. the whole time they've been in Romania. They've done so much charity work in mm. Romania. People, they don't they don't ever talk about this, by the way, because mm -hmm. they like they to keep charity to, private. Right. Well, they like to keep it private. They, oh, don't, yeah, that they don't believe they should, yeah. you know, it's kind of defeats, defeats yeah. the point of charity in the first right. place if you feel like you need to get it. some kind of... Don't brag, let others yeah. do it for you. Yeah, some kind of bragging rights about it. Okay. But they, they've donated to, to, like, massive amounts to orphanages, uh, yeah. like sheltering mm -hmm. homeless dogs, donating to the church. They even personally drove up to the Ukrainian mm -hmm. border to, like, give clothes to children fleeing Ukraine when the conflict started. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, like, know, you know what I will that. say? Um, I just, I don't think the Romanian government is being transparent enough. That I can say for certain because there's way too many conflicting things. We There have been two women that have already come out that have apparently you know, knew him and his brother well and they're saying what they're saying is not true. I'm supposed to be one of the victims. But here's the thing. Because they're not transparent, we can't see if these women are on the dossier or not. Because mm. they could just be talking out of their mouths and not even be relevant to the investigation. Mm. So that they're at least being secretive. I'll say that. Mm. All right. Do you think um, anything with uh, Greta Thunberg <laughs> had to do with part of that arrest? I think that's no. just nothing timing. I don't think that no. has anything. No. I think no. they were just building their case for a while. Yeah. I just think that just happened to be like... The whole pizza box thing, it's like, right. you don't need to track that. You know where he lives. He posts about it all the time. The like, pizza box he, ha he has this thing called a passport. Yeah. You can tell he's, you can see he's when you're in, in the, country. the country because he has exactly. a passport. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a firm believer that the guy is more uh, good than bad. I'm a firm believer that he is a net positive, not net negative for society. I'm a firm believer in the judicial and justice system. 
and innocent until proven guilty. So unless they make their case and actually prove that he is, in fact, a criminal, uh, I'm on team tape. All good. Moving on. Um, let's get into some conversations about dating women and everything that kind of comes with that. Now, one of the things I always say here is that success will lead to better things in your life, all aspects of your life. So making more money, having uh, uh, career goals, having, having things that, that lead to your success and good things in life will enable you to get more women. Women are attracted to so well. success. Uh, mm -hmm. Men are success objects, whereas women are beauty objects, right? So when it comes to uh, getting of the women, said women, Sterling, I know this is very much in your wheelhouse, you know, there's a stat out there that 20% of men are getting 80% of the women. So the top men are getting the lion's share of women. And I'm not even sure what the bottom 20% of women would even look like. Not interested in finding that out. But one-third of men, so there's the top 20% doing great, getting a lot of the women. The bottom third of men have had, so I think it's the stat is one-third of men under 30 have not had sex in a year. Mm -hmm. So... In that or, case, or, or our virgins. Mm -hmm. So God bless all you strippers, sex workers, webcam girls out there, OnlyFans girls. Some of these dudes kind of need you. Oh. So what's the best advice that you have for these men out there that are not getting any action or these virgins as someone who's had a lot of experience and a lot of confidence? Uh, what advice do you have for the men out there looking to get paid and laid? Specifically, if they're if they're virgins, and or specifically if they've had a rather long twelve month dry spell, dry spell like the last mm. year, yeah, um, yeah. I guess everybody was kind of in that position at some point. I think like there's there's basically never been any dude. I mean, maybe there's been some some guys, but most guys who are successful now, who are perhaps in this you know top twenty percent that you, you're talking about, right? At some point in their life, they weren't getting laid at some point in their life they weren't making money at some point in their life they weren't jacked yeah right so re especially if they're a younger guy realize you've got to actually put the effort in to get there in the first place like when i turned 30 it was this weird thing like magically getting women was in like 50 percent easier like the day i turned 30 it was weird i didn't i couldn't i couldn't rationalize it at the time i understand i kind of understand it now yeah but then i was like wait a minute like for five but from 25 to 30 it was like i was putting in twice as much effort for the same results. And the moment I turned 30, it was magically easier. What do you think you owe that to? I mean, just being getting better in business, hitting, hitting the gym more, all these things compounding yeah. over years. Yeah, eventually, is. bang, I'm seen now as a mature, successful man by my t potential dating options, right? Mm -hmm. By all these women out there. So if you're younger especially, don't beat yourself up over right. it. You know, uh, if you're younger, if you're younger, dude, you're not getting laid. Go for the cougars is like a practical piece of advice. Right. Seriously, that's what I did in my right. early twenties. Go for the cougars, man. Like they're 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 thirsty. They look they're wow. looking for dudes, you know. And you're the guy they're looking for. Like that's a, young... a blue ocean strategy. I've never heard one. If you're 24 new. and you can't get any girls who are 21, 22, 23, 24, go after a 42 year old chick. She'll teach you the ropes. Right. She'll pay for all your dates. Hello? You're not going to end up with her. <laughs> Boom! Now you get experience. <laughs> now you got Both confidence. You got confidence. <laughs> The cougar mentality. Oh those shout out to the milfs out there. Hello. Interesting. So that's your advice. Now, if you're a bit, if you're an older Hello. guy, I would have to say you're going to have to have an honest look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, I, I'm 30, I'm 35 plus, whatever I, I'm at. Why am I not getting attention from women? And it's mm -hmm. one of two things, right? It's either a product. 
problem or a marketing problem. Hmm. Simple as that, right? So there's probably a lot of guys out there who are actually a good product on paper, okay. right? They're probably, they're maybe they're, in, they're actually in decent shape. They're relatively charming. They're you know, making decent money, but their marketing sucks. Hmm. They have a trash Instagram or a trash okay. dating app profile. Pure, and 99% of that can be fixed by having a friend who's a good photographer. Mm -hmm. That's it. You just, need, you just need to dress a bit. To fix that marketing problem, all you really need is to dress a bit better and have somebody take some good photos of you and teach you how to pose well. Uh. That is literally it if you genuinely are a good product. Right? So you have to look in the, in the mirror honestly and be like, is, am I a shit product or is my marketing shit? Got and if that. it's if it's the latter, that's a super easy fix. You can I fix that in like a week. It. Yes, mm -hmm. a few out, a few good outfits, a few a little bit of tailoring. Hire some kid off Airbnb that that thing they can do on Airbnb where you can get people to take photos of you around a town. Okay. Hire some kid off that to go walk you around, pose you up, and get some great shots. Bang! Your dating profile is now a million percent better. Awesome advice. You got a great product, horrible at marketing, dude. What a powerful statement. Now give me the flip. Let's say you're great at marketing but have a shit product. What's your advice okay, well, then? Okay, so if, if a dude is actually great at marketing but his product shit, that, they get laid all the time. <laughs> they do. We, Fake it till you make we, it time, we hear, we hear women in this city complaining about it all the time. Yeah. Right? Mm. He was, he had on his Instagram, like a flashy Lambo, he's on a boat, blah, blah, blah. It's all rented, it's all right. fake. He's broke, mm -hmm. right? And she got famoosed on the date and right. she slept with yeah. him. You're that happens all the time. Right. So the marketing will trump the Keanu's product. Keanu's like, oh, Yo, man. It's Miami. I've been it's guilty Miami, of that. It's Miami. True. I'm right. I don't think it's that. exclusive I'm to crazy. Miami. It's in LA, it's in New York, it's Hell, Chicago. It's, right. it's in Austin, it's in San Francisco. We don't have enough in Miami. It's everywhere. We don't have enough in LA. Miami has yachts. They have all this new stuff. I'm like Vegas and LA. We don't have that much to show off. Vegas too. Ah. Yeah, you know, you're going to go to Vegas, you're going to be a tourist and spend some money. Miami, they got too much stuff. And it's, everything's what? rented. Ah. Can I, real quick question. Everything's rented. Why, why do women love boats so much? I, don't, I hate boats. I have never even been what? on one. Bullshit. Well, I mean, I I'm scared of that. that. Well, there, there's two and reasons. I, well, you look rich. It's a photo op for your girlfriends on Instagram. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to be, I don't know, a woman who likes to further analyze men, a lot of guys that own boats are very chill. Like, the guys That's that go I fishing. I mean, we have lakes in the Midwest. Yeah. You should go for the guy that has a boat. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Allie, I got to stop you there, sweetheart. <laughs> like Again, we're in Miami. We're, whether you're I in L.A. I can read a book. Ain't no girls. <laughs> like I just want a good That's fisherman no, yes. Yes. Bingo. they want to go yes. on the yacht they yes. want to twerk yes. they yes. want to pop champagne yes. stop okay, it we can pop yes. champagne nobody's like oh he's got a great rod I mean he might have a different type of rod but not the type of fishing rod you're that, looking that's at. why these women are in the streets no. okay yes. it's their fault they in the streets <laughs> well I, I totally agree so that <laughs> so I dude I love what you said I hear amazing gems all the time on the show just Ding, Ding. Check for Sterling. <laughs> a product problem or a marketing problem, it's way better to have a marketing problem because that's something you can improve on very easily if you have a good product. If you have a shit product, you're going to get exposed eventually. Okay? Like all these guys. And, you know, can they... Can they hmm. We always talk about can the man obtain the woman and can the woman retain the man. Hmm. But it kind of works the other way around sometimes, I too. Sometimes the man can... <laughs> Uh, obtain the girl, but maybe he wants to keep that moving longer. But she's like, dude, you just get exposed. You have a rented Lambo. You live with your mom. You were borrowing your boy's car. You were popping bottles in the club. It wasn't yours. You're just a club promoter. You just got exposed. Checkmate. And the, the thing, the difference between guys and girls, 
girls will tell every single one of their girlfriends, oh, you know Bill over here? Bill's a scumbag. He's a liar. He don't do that. Like, a guy will be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know that girl like that. And just keep it moving. Girls will spread the rumor mill. Yeah, Nat? Yeah, I would say so. I would say, like, girls, they talk more about, like, their dating experience and their whole thing than guys do. I've talked to a guy where he actually watched the show and he said that men don't really like, like, he doesn't really, like, go into details about, like, his dates and the girls and stuff like that, but girls will. Girls will go into details of the things they like, the things they don't like, the things that they're attracted to. Like, they're a little bit more detailed, so you get some feedback, but I think the con of that is that sometimes when girls do that with certain women, they get um, not good advice, and it can actually hurt uh, the relationship that they're in, even though they're looking for, like, a support system. Um, Some girls will just, like, say, like, no, girl, he's not for you because they're jealous that they don't have that. So I think mm-hmm. it's you just got to be careful who you want to have a conversation with when it comes to your significant other. My mm-hmm. mom always told me, and I told you this, Sauce. Mom always told my me. My mom always told me this. She said, you never, ever talk about your family and your husband to anybody. Because as soon as you do, you allow them to have an opinion about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is super, super crucial. Because it's one thing if I'm talking about my sister and, oh, she's so annoying. But as soon as somebody says, yeah, she's annoying, I'm going to get defensive about it. So when she said that to me, that statement really stuck with me so just be mindful of who you want to share things with just because you give you allow them to have that opinion um and there's only so much you can do because you gave them that power so say so. that one more time be careful as be, a man yes be careful who you share information with so never ever talk about your family or your husband with anybody um, because you allow that person to have an opinion and affect your relationship. So that's advice for women, you're yes, saying? Yes, for women. Gotcha. And, and men, too, essentially. Good. You know, I don't think it's good, like, if men is talking about how bad and annoying their wife is, you know, because then they bring this woman around that essentially makes them look well and look better. And then behind doors, they're looking at her like, oh, I know that you do this to your husband and you treat him like this. That's also not a good look for um, men as well. So I think just in general, like keeping those things private is very important. Um, and I think you should just work it out with your significant other. Okay. Well, let me say one thing about the way that you speak to men versus speaking to women. Yes. So today I had a very wonderful case example and a fresh reminder on the difference the way you speak to men versus the way you speak to women. So I had lunch with my buddy Joe today and at lunch I was like, listen, bro, here's the freaking deal. Here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to handle it. Enough's enough. Just do this. Do it. He's like, got it, bro. Thanks. Done. Right after lunch, I come and I speak to Natalia. Shoot over to Natalia right there. Hello. And I say, hey, Nat, I'm already on one right now. I just had my conversation. I said, I don't like this. This is what we need to improve. This is the deal. Here's what I'm recommending. Please get this done right now. And Nat just sunk down in her chair and it was she basically she's like I don't like the way you just spoke to me yeah. and I was like well I just I'm just trying to tell you what we need to do she's like can you just speak a little nicer and I realized you need to speak with men and different and men and women completely differently so word to the gentlemen out there the way that you talk to your buddies or your men in business or business contacts is not the way that you speak to your girl your girlfriends your mom the ladies in your life 
just be mindful. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. And you can be assertive. Women like assertive men. Yeah, they like right. men to be dominant. They do. There's yeah. women out there that do. But there's a certain way that when you correct a woman or you're saying something you don't like, you want to do it in a way where it's like, you're feeling for that person, you're feeling for the woman because you care about her, but you also want to guide her. Mm -hmm. And if you want to mm -hmm. guide somebody, you have to do it in a way of like, hey, I'm trying to take you with me, not like, you're doing it wrong, figure right. it out. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just a way Control. of, you know, right. you way you deliver the message. And here's what I will say. So I learned, I had to take that L, learn, <laughs> but it's so easy for a man to be like, no, 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 you're, you're just being uh, emotional, you're being defensive. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Okay, <laughs> she came to me, and this is why I love Natalia so much. Because she said, she could have been like, well, I'm trying my best. And you know, blah, blah, blah. She just said, hey, listen. <laughs> I didn't like the way you spoke to me. <laughs> if you can, speak to me a little more gentler. I know what you're trying to do. Just, and I said, you know what? You're right. Yes. I'm going to do better next time. We had a hug. It was all good. And we moved on. Yes. But it could have gotten so much uglier on both ends. But this is the importance of effective communication mm -hmm. and understanding how to communicate with men, women, mm -hmm. people you work with, your friends. Anyway. It's very important. Yeah. Yes. So now, pull up the goddamn story right now that okay, we're going to okay. talk to. <laughs> anyway, so just a word to the wise. The way you talk to your homies are not to the way that you talk to your homegirls, to girlfriends, significant others. It don't work that way. Because men are more logical. Women are more emotional. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Women have give birth right. shout out to We're the pregnant so girls out so there yes. there's ali <laughs> they grow humans inside their body okay they bleed out of their body <laughs> once a month to be able to procreate and do all the biological things to sustain humanity there's a little bit of difference right. so there's nothing wrong with saying that men tend to be more rational mm -hmm. logical yes. actors where women tend to be more emotional right ain't nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. All right. With that being said, let's move on with the show. We got about another half hour or so. We'll get to some, some dating talk, some sex talk, we'll do super chats, and then maybe one of you lucky women out there get to have a one on one with Sterling, a little uh -oh. communication. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, no. I'm, just, I'm pipping you out, bro. Pipping me out. <laughs> let's get a shout out. Sterling is running for president, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, not, not being pimped out by Adam. Being pimped out by. I'm just kidding. We're having fun here. Anyway, we just talked about how uh, the top 20% of men are getting 80% of women, the bottom one third of men are basically not getting laid. They're struggling right now. And a lot of it has to do with the fear of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. Going up, approaching women. It's the same in the dating market, the sexual market, as it is in the actual marketplace. It's not easy cold calling. I made my money being a cold caller for a financial firm, mm -hmm. smiling and dialing all day. And it's not an easy thing to do. A lot of fear, a lot of uh, being unsure about yourself, not having confidence. But when you can develop that, you're able to make those cold calls, you're able to do business meetings, you're able to do pitches. Same thing, you're able to kind of spit game to a woman out there. So a lot of men out there not willing to put in the work to go approach a woman, mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with the fear of rejection. It's much easier to watch porn, okay? It's a lot harder to go up and talk to a woman, right? It's less work, it's less drama, it's less fighting, it's less money to just go out and watch yeah. porn. So um, a lot of this non-interaction, I think, is really affecting men. Mm -hmm. You've been in the porn industry for quite some time, no longer anymore, 
other than maybe what you do alone in your home with some significant others. Does that count as porn if I'm not selling it? Well, I don't know. I think, I think you know, <laughs> once, once having some skills, you, you kind of right. still have the skills is all I'm saying. So how much do you think that porn has prohibited men mm. from going out, talking, interacting, spitting game with women? What's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a sedation tool, mm. right? Just like alcohol, just like weed, just like oh. video games. Porn is, mm-hmm. the, I'd lump that all into the same mm. category, right? It's escapism, Addiction. takes you away from having the reality of life of having to go through challenges and obstacles mm. and adversity to get what you want. It's immediate gratification. Yeah, taking the easy way out. Yeah. yeah. Why well, go out there, meet a girl, talk to her, get rejected, spend money, the date didn't work out. It's like, yeah, I could just jerk off. Mm-hmm. And it's programming yourself to avoid delayed satisfaction. Because right? mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the number one skills of a successful entrepreneur as well, is like their ability to delay gratification, right? right? If you can prolong right. that gratification yeah. as long as you need to, to see the end goal, right. that means like every day I'm working that's towards hard. this goal and I'm not necessarily getting any positive feedback yeah. at all, but eventually, bang, I get a big payout at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that is what you need to do to get success in basically everything, is that, that consistency, that delayed gratification, right? And you're training your body to completely avoid that if you're just sitting there fapping off to porn all day. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's coming from a guy who used to sh- shoot Yeah, I, I, I find it so interesting that you've been in the industry, right. made money, had sex with a lot of women, porn, on camera, the whole thing. But it's almost like you're an advocate for men not watching porn. How do, you, how do you handle those complete different outlooks. And when did you come to that conclusion? Was it during your time there? Was it after? Like, when was your turning point? That's a a really, really good question. Yeah, I wants to know. I'm very glad you asked that. Because, so it started, so I was in porn and then people started DMing me. Guys would DM me here and there about advice, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm having a problem with this. Can you help me out? Blah, blah, blah. And that eventually pushed me in the direction I'm in now. And it just got to this point where I just saw so many guys had a problem. They needed help. And they had so, so many guys have a problem with porn now. And it wasn't even on my radar, honestly, mm-hmm. when I was in the industry. Mm. But then when I started helping dudes out, I'm like, God damn, this is a real problem. And I started looking into the data, started looking into the, like, the biological effects on guys' dopamine receptors, how it really screws them up. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. Like, if a guy comes to me, like, heart on his sleeve, hey, I'm struggling with this, I have a problem with this. I'm going to be honest with the guy and be like, bro, stop jerking it. Yeah. Step one. Wow. You know, because it helped. I, I, I genuinely feel for these guys. Because at some point in my like early 20s, I was probably that guy. Maybe not necessarily with a porn problem, but with like some other problem. I was the guy who was like, who would have loved to have found a dude to turn to and be like, bro, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? So I feel for these kids. Well, let me read some stats for you. And You're then a changed man, Sterling. There he is. We're getting him there. Like, camera shot. Yeah. Running for president. He's changed. You can do it. Sterling, look into the camera and say, stop it. jerking it. Stop jerking it, dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Throw a dickhead in there. So here's some stats for you. Here's what I wanted to say. Basically, you know, I kind of did some research on what the most expensive addictions are. And oh. porn is one of the cheapest addictions porn's free hello you go on your phone you go on your computer you go on wherever you get your local 
entertainment. <laughs> entertainment, and it's free. It's no big deal, right? You don't have to pay for dinner. You don't got to no. go buy drinks. You got to got to no awkward because kiss. You, you, are, you you're the product. Yeah. You're the product. Because, same with same with YouTube. Same with like because because of all the paid ads that run. Yes. By you viewing it, that's how the ah, that's how the website makes money. You know they say you're the product. Anything, mm. You're the product. Mm. Exactly. Porn Walk is the cheapest addiction. Talking about dopamine, the definition of the dopamine is the brain center for pleasure and satisfaction, and is released when the brain gets a reward. Mm. So it's a, a dopamine effect. Addiction effects. Mm-hmm. Lost interest or distorted beliefs in sex. Desensitization, desensitization to sex. Isolation, you're doing it alone, usually, and depression. Here's some stats for you, by the way. Speaking of porn being the cheapest addiction, mm-hmm. an alcoholic spends $5,100 a year on average on alcohol. Cigarette smokers addicted to cigarettes, $12,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Cocaine, as much as $15,000 a year. Wow. People like to party. Mm-hmm. Porn <laughs> can essentially be free. By mm-hmm. the way, here's some numbers for you. Um, Men spend on average $65 a year. That's it, $65 a year on porn. On, porn. on average, women, $129 a year. Really? I'm not sure what they're spending their money on with the porn. Maybe that's porn toys, maybe that's sex <laughs> yeah, toys. That, that would I know that. Really? So a couple more stats for you. Um, three to 6% of US adults are addicted to porn, and men spend three months of their lives collectively watching porn that's 35 hours a year and that's 40 minutes a week um you talked about getting uh these dms or questions Mm -hmm. from men basically being like sterling love your work (laughs) p.s what how can i stop what are the biggest problems that you see and what is step one to addressing this problem as a man with younger dudes it's actually what we you'd classify as delayed ejaculation so it's an, it's a, or an inability to climax with their partner mm-hmm. or even get hard in the first place. Mm-hmm. That is primarily the biggest problem you see. With, well, those with are two, dudes. I feel, totally different things. They're very much related, right? If he's okay. not, in, gener- in general, it's an excitement problem. Like they're not as excited by, the, by a real woman uh, sitting in front of them as they were Like they just laptop. said, the, the, the addiction mm-hmm. effects, lost interest or distorted beliefs mm-hmm. or desensitization. Interesting. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, the easy solution. So either you can't get it up or you last too long. Yeah. It's like A or Z. You can't get it up or you can't get off at all. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not excited enough. Wow. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and all that. Step one is obviously stop jerking it to porn. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And how does stop fapping okay. help the men in the long run? Well, By the way, is fap a term for... Yeah, yeah. Okay. We used to call it Jango, but okay. You know, Different generations. Different generations. These young kids. I found out recently that lying is capping and jerking off is fapping. All right. There we go. Too the vocabulary is just comfort. getting short. Huh? So too close for comfort. Yeah. The oldest millennial over here. So the, question, the question was, what's, what's the benefit? Yeah, why, why step one stop fapping? Right. Uh, how does that help you in the long run? Well, for a start, it's going to start to re-establish the correct sensitivity for your dopamine receptors. Mm. If, you're, if you're jerking off all the time, your dopamine receptors are kind of set to a, a 10 out of 10 by default. So there's nothing that's kind of really going to be exciting and stimulating enough for you mm. in the real world. Right. Right? Mm. Mm. So, okay, we, we wean off of that. We can reset that back to its natural, normal level. And then magically, because it's all related to dopamine, magically yeah. you become more motivated to hit the gym. You be- actually become more mm. motivated to start building your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these things are positive knock-on effects from stopping that one habit. Now, mm-hmm. is it stopping that, or is it stopping watching porn and doing that? 
I'd say they're related. I'd say it's that's a, actually a very good question. Yeah. So with the porn side of things, it's it will be an overstimulation of the dopamine receptors, and you can scrub like your you're exposing yourself to blue light a bunch, particularly mm. if you're fapping in the evening, right? So that's those are the problems there. Mm-hmm. Masturbation in general, there's two ways of looking at this. Depending upon what problems you have in the bedroom, you can actually use masturbation strategically to kind of help you with certain problems in the bedroom. I won't go into too much detail about that. But <laughs> if it's a thing that is a constant, like, habitual problem, it's better for you to be spending that, that romantic time with a woman than with your hand, mm-hmm. obviously. Now, we talked about dopamine receptors and stuff. We talked about the positive spiral of, of quitting this can have. All of these things relate to, like, your body's reward circuitry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so if you can, and cutting out that one uh, habit, this all sorry, the reward circuitry in your dopamine receptors are also intimately linked to some other bad habits that you have. Primarily, social media addiction. Mm-hmm. Primarily, staring at your phone all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. like all they have the same negative effect on dudes dop- and women's mm-hmm. dopamine receptors, making their like attention spans drop to zero, reducing their motivation and their ability, their drive in general. So I will tell guys, okay, if you want to stop jerking off to porn, if you're finding that hard and difficult to stop that habit in particular, try with something that is a bit easier for you, like maybe cutting out sugary foods, something that gives you that instant hit. Get a win. Get a win, right? Yeah. Cut, maybe cut it, reduce your social media exposure, reduce your phone time. Mm-hmm. These things, because they're all the same problem. They all produce mm-hmm. the same problem. So if you can start with whichever one of these things is a bit easier for you first, it'll help you achieve the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm -hmm. You know what I just realized? And then I want to open it up to the ladies. Mm -hmm. I might piss off some of our friends who have been on the show here before. But I always encourage men, stop following chicks that you've never met before on Instagram, Mm -hmm. that you have no shot at, that she's some hot, ridiculous Instagram model in fucking Thailand. Just, there's no point. Because you're going to look at her and be like, oh, my God, she's so hot. The photos are probably doctored anyways. <laughs> at the same time, you're also recommending stop looking at porn. Stop the mm-hmm. fat. Stop the cap. Mm-hmm. So what I just realized is you're following all these hot chicks on Instagram. You're recommending the men stop jerking off. Stop following all these famous porn stars mm-hmm. on Instagram. So we've had on the show Lisa Ann, Nikki Benz, Sarah J, Alexis Texas. I've had a great time with all these girls. Awesome. Classy women. They've been the, they, 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 they're doing their thing. I'm sure you've done scenes with some of these women. But in my opinion, it might not make sense to follow them, especially if they're still actively doing porn. Now, Lisa Ann has a different example because she kind of has a podcast encouraging men to do better about certain things. But you may want to consider not following all these hot chicks, porn stars on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's just kind of what I said. Do you, I mean, do you agree? Do you, do you follow random like, chicks? Like, how do you, what do you do? You know what? My, I actually got locked out of my Instagram account, uh, like certain features of my Instagram account this week because I went... So I, I've been traveling a fair bit this last year and, you know, when I landed in a new city, I, I jump on the uh, dating apps and I follow a few girls here and there and then I, I'm not going to end up meeting up with all of them, right? And so I basically went through my Instagram and just unfollowed like several hundred oh, women. And then my Instagram was like, you must be a bot. Mm. You can't oh, like. Man. Now I can't like or follow anyone for the next six yeah, days. Nice Damn. Mm. Sterling, I have a question for you before we move on. Do you, now that you know what you know and you learn what you've learned, do you, any part of you, like, regret that part, uh, like, that decision yeah. that you made in your life to do porn? 
to yeah. today? No. no. Do you, I, do you I think that time. it made you better <laughs> and it's made you... I had a great time. Well, no, I'm did, good. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but do you think it's made, it's impacted you in a long-term, a positive way? Or do you have, like, somewhat of any, like, regret of that? No, I think, it, I mean, in the long run, it's allowed me to get to the position yeah. I'm in now mm -hmm. so I can actually help dudes. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you, you might say it's God's plan if you were inclined mm. to, to do so. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very accurate assessment. Mm -hmm. I've actually had some very, some of my friends who are extremely religious Christians have literally told me that. They're like, you're doing oh, God, yeah. what you're doing now, you're doing God's work. Wow. Yeah, of course. They've literally told me that. So I'm like, I, I this look at may it that be way. extreme. Nice. Okay, so, but just take it for as a grain of salt. Like, you ever see these guys who were part of ISIS mm -hmm. and now they're out there talking about how the, the horrors of being mm. a fundamentalist, hardcore, Islamist mm -hmm. and they're like I got out or people who used to be in cults or even in Scientology mm -hmm. like Leah Ramini she's out there speaking about Scientology mm -hmm. but it, you need people who are on the inside so that get out there and be like look mm -hmm. this yeah. is what it was like yeah. here's what you need to know here's where I went wrong here's what you need to recommend for your friends to do so mm -hmm. thank you for doing God's work is all yeah. I'm saying brother he's a changed now, man were everybody. you doing God's work <laughs> when you were in the industry that also is a come to Jesus moment. Look, I wouldn't say I'm a changed man. I'm still, I'm still a pervert. I'm completely honest. You just innovated, innovated. Yeah. Yes, yes. Awesome. So let me get the ladies' perspective uh -huh. here because I'm not going to do the typical. So what are you, you guys watching porn? That, that, that's not, that's not, that's just like a basic question. But what I want to know is, like, let's say you find out your man is watching porn or he's watching too much porn or you're going through a drought in your relationship or you're not having sex and maybe you know he's watching porn. Give me like a little glimpse of what type of conversations would you have with your man about porn? Like you guys recognize that mm -hmm. whether it's your husband, he well, I don't know what he's doing That's now, okay. but he's done in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the men you've dated yeah. all do this. Give me a little insight to the mind of a woman well, when, when it comes to their man and what they're watching. Well, I did Playboy, Hustler, Maxima, Penthouse, Bunny Ranch, and I've been top 20 cam model of the nation. So I've always been that it girl that when you meet me, you definitely going to know I was online. Um, so if my guy did watch it, it was maybe my friend. And I didn't care. What do you mean it was your friend? Whether it's a porn star or the cam model, it's somebody that I've seen in conventions. Oh, like if, like if he's fat, but he's, fat, he's watching one of her friends. Friends. Because ah. mm. I'm in the industry. Mm. But not in porn, but camming is the same thing, but not okay. on camera. Mm. But live cam through chatting. So when you were saying like the, the feeling of touching someone without touching them, that's mm -hmm. all I did was give a, a imagination. And I did $15 a minute just selling myself boobs, private, and I never had to do a porn. Mm. You came in line, you did private shows, you signed so you're saying my that if you, it, it, like if you go to the, remember that dream man you were talking yeah. about, 6'1", tons of fun, mm -hmm. makes a billion dollars a year doing his thing, and you found out that he was fapping to porno. Mm -hmm. Walk me through what conversation you would have with him. I would ask him, what do you enjoy? Because we might enjoy it together. Ooh, we might enjoy the same thing. Way to flip it to your benefit. Yeah. 
we might enjoy He's like, hey, I'm all about threesome yeah. porn. You're and, like, and I well, might not do let it, me make a phone call. No. <laughs> but if you enjoy it and you like how the fantasy, if you're watching it, we can watch it together. I so mean, give me I'm an example. All right, ways. let's go I'm here. Give me an example of. Because it's kind of boring. You don't know if you're doing too much with her or you're doing too much with me. It's like, yeah, that's always what I hear. All those threesomes are so boring. It's not boring, but. Maybe I don't know if I want to threesome. Sounds horribly boring to me. <laughs> okay, like, so if you would, if you would know. entertain me, give me an example of something realistically that if your man was like, well, I like watching this, mm-hmm. that you'd be open to versus he's like, yeah, I'm into I'm this. You're like, any, I ain't open I'm, to that. I'm open to anything besides it just got to it, it just got to fit. I'm open to threesome, Literally. I'm open to anything, mm. but it has to. Hmm. How can I say it without getting too deep? It just I, if I was willing to be a cam model porn star, I'm willing to be open to see it, gotcha. open to touch it. But it has to just make sense, I should say. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go to the more traditional. Right. One. When you <laughs> right right. Oh, the I'm over here. In a okay, so but what I'm saying is there's there's a lot that you're open to. You're right. comfortable with I'm it. Not, yeah. Keeping in mind, mm-hmm. I've been in the industry. Some of the girls that you might even be fantasizing about Not are the homies. Do uh-huh. But okay. Oh, so from more of a <laughs> traditional woman who is, you know, into good looking men, you understand, you know, men kind of do their thing. Have you ever had to have these kind of conversations when you hear the things that she's open to? Help the men out there. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to get into your personal no, life. Fine. I want to know what she men should know. know about the conversations with their significant others in porn. Um, it's not a conversation that happens in my house. Like I put out Mm. number one, (laughs) uh, number two, my husband is gen X. So there was a lot of delayed gratification just when it comes to porn in the first place. Mm. It's like you had to go and find a magazine or a VHS tape. You you weren't (laughs) even able to get it. Like you remember back in the day you could get it in the gas station and they would black out the front of it. You can't even do that anymore. So it's not really a problem for me. I see a lot of my girlfriends who are with younger men. That seems to be an issue. But I think a lot of the times when we have a conversation about porn, it's it's worse than people think because the average exposure, um, the average age of exposure right now for young boys is 11. Mm. So if you're not paying, you're the product. So these gentlemen are getting Mm. addicted. It's not a physical addiction. It's a habitual addiction. They're getting addicted when they're like 11 or younger and they don't know anything. And so I've had girlfriends too, who they'll be hooking up with a guy and they can't read the room. They'll Mm. like start choking them or spit on them. Yeah. Yeah. And because they think that that's what it's supposed to be Uh. like. Mm. Yeah. So, but this is a problem Again, with fathers, women, if you could, you know, try to sleep with a man and get pregnant by a man who's going to stick around, uh, like, exercise discernment, ladies, or keep your legs closed. Your dad is supposed to be able to take you to the side as a young man and be like, all right, look, this is how you put it on her. Like, if I had a son, I'm completely confident that my husband, when the time was right, could have, you know, they could go camping. He could be like, all right, listen, this is how, this is how you do it with the ladies. Sterling, if you had a son, you could be like, this is how you put it on her. But we have, like, women that marry men that they're not attracted to and they're probably not having any kind of polarity in marriage as well. So obviously, you know, beta daddy isn't getting insatiable mommy off at all. We don't have that. That's supposed to be a normal conversation that a grown man has with his growing teen boy. And it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I, have a, I have a would you rather for you, Ali. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Would you, um, would you rather your husband cheat on you or would you rather him watch porn? Hmm. 
This is like, I don't even think of this stuff in my life. I know you um, don't. That's why I thought would it would I rather, I, life. I guess, I guess I would rather him look at the, at the porn. But I have some girlfriends. Yo, these women are crazy. Yeah. They literally think that if your man is watching porn, it's the same thing as if he was cheating with a woman in it's real not. life. And I just think that it's that's not, not true. It's like, not. just say you're with a man who's addicted and leave it at that. Like, stop trying to equate the two because I don't think it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You should be way angrier if he actually put it in another right. woman. I would let my course. man watch porn yeah. all day and mm -hmm. cam. Okay. They, they're probably in the room. They're probably angry at the fact <laughs> what that. What's he doing? Open the door. <laughs> that they're probably angry at the fact that he's watching so much porn that he isn't even trying to oh, hit it on with her you. anymore. Yeah, like exactly. The sex is gone okay. from the marriage entirely yeah. because yeah. his sex drive is for her specifically mm. is like nil. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, have you ever been in a situation like where like it's the middle of the night yeah. and your girl get, slaps you or gets she's like. Yeah, in my dream, you were cheating on me. And oh I, I was like, oh, I'm fucking home. I'm oh, here. What are you talking crazy. about? <laughs> no. That happens sometimes. Yes. Okay, that doesn't happen to me in, like, yeah, in the dream scenario. because that's crazy, it, right? Because they know I'm cheating on them in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have that problem. She went to sleep and dreamed about you. Respect. <laughs> well, to, to, to your point, you bring up such a good point about the ease of which porn is acquired mm. these days. Sterling, we're right around the same age, give or take. You know what I know. Growing up in the 80s and the 90s, it was hard. how hard it was, it was hard. for a young adolescent boy to get him some porn. Right. You had to go steal some Playboy from your uncle. That's what I did. You had to go borrow. You had hiding spots. There were, uh, yeah, you know what Good. I'm talking right. about. Right. Treasure yeah. trove. You were doing barter, trading, like you're doing the fur trade in the fucking Native American days, and you're the French Revolution. You kids and don't even realize porn. how hard it was to All that. these days, you just gotta get. Speak about instant gratification. Right. Now you can just go on your phone. You were jerking off to crumbled up pictures <laughs> of Victoria's Secret catalogs. This is the lengths of we, which we used to do to. And this is in the 80s and 90s, brother. Imagine our parents, black and white photos yeah. of who knows. And now these days they go on their phone. It's they're the most ridiculous porn gangbang, ridiculous choking out, spitting things you've ever seen. And they're 12 years old and they think that's reality, no, which crazy. leads me to my next point. You ever see like right now there's a big uh, I think it's a Hulu doc, a uh, Palm, uh, Palm, Pam and Tommy, yeah, Pamela Anderson. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love so that. one of the amazing things that that she discussed with her son, uh, this is pretty public information, is that. The son was doing the spitting, the choking, this type of thing. He's like, this is what I've seen in porn. Mm -hmm. And she's like, listen, you're talking to Pamela Anderson here. You're my son, right. okay? I, I'm pretty sure that the dad is Tommy Lee, right? Okay, well-endowed rock star gentleman, heroin chic, doing his thing. <laughs> and she's like, listen, that's not what mm -hmm. ladies are into. And if you do find a lady that's into that, it's better to like... Are you into this? Can I do this? Is this okay with you? Do you like how that feels? Yeah. You don't just start choking, slapping, spinning yeah. on women that you just meet. Word to the wise out there, young men. Don't oh catch God. a charge. Mm -hmm. But it's just like <laughs> times have changed so much. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the get-rich-quick mentality of crypto, whether it's the instant gratification or the mm -hmm. microwave hustle society, the microwave culture, like everything can come so easily mm -hmm. these days, right? You totally. want... You want something, just order it on Amazon. You want some groceries, you're on Instacart, right? right? Mm -hmm. You want some porn, just go online. Mm -hmm. But so, someone, want, someone told me the other day, they said, just because it feels good doesn't mean that it's actually good for you. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of the situation that when young men need to find themselves in with porn is like, 
just because it's accessible, you're home, it's COVID, it's easy, you're on lockdown, boom, you know, you're on mm-hmm. youporn, do whatever.com, just because it, it feels good, it might not necessarily be good for you. So great point that you made with that. The can ease I, of can porn. I touch on that? Yeah, briefly, of course. Really briefly, the idea of like, guy, young men, especially sort of getting into these positions with their partner where they're, they're stepping across a boundary, mm-hmm. right? They're doing something that mm-hmm. she's not into, like may, may very right. extreme, like spitting, slapping, right. choking, whatever it mm-hmm. is. What, one of the things that I teach guys primarily is to, like this idea of reading her body language yes. in the context. Like you said, read the room, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, read the room. Read the room in the first place. In if she's shivering in a corner, not wa- <laughs> yeah, you might right. not want to do <laughs> that again, buddy. If, if there's, if there's no booty pics on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say that in my experience and in the experience of, of a lot of my friends, especially you know younger women, you know women women in their like you know twenties to, to like late thirties, they tend to like a guy who's a lot more dominant, a lot more aggressive in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. They tend yeah. to be into the, into these kind of things. However, they're not into it for every guy. Mm-hmm. Then that's a key distinction. It's a very important point. Mm-hmm. They're not into that's that. True. They don't want every guy yeah. to do right. that to them. They want a certain yeah. guy of to do that to them. Mm-hmm. A guy who comes across with that dominant energy, with that yeah. confident yep. dominant energy. Because there's a big difference between a guy who knows how to choke a girl properly, <laughs> right? Because yeah. there's a correct way to do right. it. And there's <laughs> a very, very, very <laughs> incorrect me. way to do it. Yeah. But the guy there's who, a nice romantic choking, yeah. and there's a psychopath uh, <laughs> killer mentality. Yeah, I'm choking. actually yeah. going to hurt you. Got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very different vibe. But, you know, way that the, you know, go yeah. ahead. But the guy. Not that I would ever, ladies. <laughs> if you, if you, unless you like it. Actually, this is a great question to ask these ladies, right? In that sexual context, if you're with your partner, and let's say two scenarios, same exact guy, same exact situation, one guy is confident Mm -hmm. in reading your body language and he's picked up good positive signs from you and he goes to say do something like choking on you right versus the other guy who is a bit unsure of himself Mm. and doesn't he can't quite tell if you want to do it if you're into it or not and then he just goes for it Mm. right Mm -hmm. i would be curious to know i mean i'm confident in the answer already but which of those two makes you more uncomfortable uncomfortable the guy who doesn't know what he's doing the guy who doesn't know yeah. what he's doing right yeah. mm-hmm. the guy who's not sure of himself right. yeah mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of my point right there's yeah. certain men who n- have experience in the bedroom or know mm-hmm. what they're doing in the bedroom they come across a certain way to women yeah. they come across with that sexual energy and wi- a woman will pick up on that and it's she'll really ping off yeah. a guy and be like i want this guy to do these things to me yeah. Yeah. So like, this is doing. why the first question i asked you at the top of the <laughs> at top of the show was Having confidence and right, what it leads you in life, but it's also tying. And I said in the boardroom and in the bedroom, but also tying into what you said, competence leads to confidence. Uh, experience, mm-hmm. right? So a guy can't be confident in that situation if he actually yeah, doesn't have a clue. I he's think doing. what you're recommending is, young men, go choke out a cougar every once in a while, <laughs> get your experience. And then from there, take it down to the ladies that are your age or well, younger I'm, than you. Your, your words, not mine. Go <laughs> choke out a cougar. <laughs> Quote unquote, Saz, go choke out a cougar. All right, last topic of the day that I want to address. Then we'll get to super chats and we'll move on. This has been an awesome show. By the way, if this is your first time here on the Sazcast on Value Team and Money, subscribe, give us a like. This is what we do. Also, we're starting a new channel, so not only just Valuetainment Money, there's going to be a separate Saucecast channel, Saucecast clips, that are a little more the racy, edgier, 
choke out a cougar, a cougar oh, type uh, uh, of advice. So we can clip so, you and take you out of context. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Adam told me to choke out a cougar, and that's why I'm in jail right now. We're going to learn but, today. So if you have not subscribed to Valuetainment Money, please do. We appreciate that. And we're starting the new channel, SawsCast, which is getting started. Natalia will have those details below. Yes. Um, what I want to talk about is this concept of the body count and how it is different between men and women, right? So it is an attractive quality for men to have experience in the bedroom. We just discussed that. Having experience, having competence leads to confidence. What type of man do you want to be with? And, you know, women, if you, if you ask women, and I'll ask you guys right now, would you rather at this point in your life be with a man who has been with a hundred women or if a man or a man who has been with zero women, a virgin, my guess is you're going to take the man who's been with a hundred. Zero. You're not taking a virgin. I'm taking Stop a virgin because he's a little no, bit less not. experience and I don't, I don't like all of that. Bullshit. I don't commit no, to I'm you. serious. Bullshit. Like, I think Kiana. they'll commit. They'll like do it for no. the first time with you and they're like, I'm yeah, in love. Because I feel like, like yes. I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha. That alpha. Right? So they'll stay loyal to you no. if you do. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. zero, there's no. no STDs. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Ladies, if some virgin 30 year old dude ran up to you in a club, you wouldn't even give him a chance. No, definitely not. Stop it. No, even. No, if he you told me he was a like a virgin, a virgin or something, I'm like, no really? Sterling rolls up with you in a club. Yeah. He's got a thousand oh people God. under the belt. I probably would The look game is on point. The looks, running for president. <laughs> Let's get a close-up. <laughs> you're taking that guy, not the virgin. I'm sorry. You're not taking Steve Carell, the 40-year-old virgin. They might look the I'm same way, you know. though. They might look in the same experience. way. No, and then I, I like, disagree with you. I'm, I'm not with you on that okay. one. I, 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 I would am. just say that like 100, that's a little bit too much. Like You should learn what you need to learn by 75. Not to say a virgin. But I would, no, body count no. zero. I'd rather not man. a body count zero, but in the sense of just somebody who can... Nah, We're I don't want nobody to disagree who's over on me. this one. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your take I'm on sorry, baby. Body, Okay, how about this? I'll I'll, I'll give it an open-ended question. Sorry, my opinion is that a man with more experience and more mm. notches in on his life. belt is a much better thing in life than me. some dude who's a virgin. I, I I firmly agree and firmly think that that dude who's 34 and is a virgin, you are not giving the time of day mm -mm. unless he's like some ridiculous fundamentalist Christian and he's a good looking guy and he's been holding out because mommy and daddy told him that he's going to hell if he has sex. Those are few and far between. Usually that dude that hasn't had sex and he's 30 something years old, it's because he's got a lot of other problems in his life. My opinion, debate it if you want. In your opinion, body count man versus woman, what's your take on this concept? I think people get hung up on like the number, mm -hmm. right? Especially when they talk about women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the that. way, men never admit your number. Women, I know you won't admit your number. Yeah. So just words of the wise. Exactly. You're not cool bragging about how many you've been with. That's yeah. It. You're never as like, you were saying. Even so. even if I ask a girl that I'm dating, like how many guys have you been with? She's never going to give me the, the correct mm -hmm. answer because there's always going to be first. there's well, always going to okay. be a guy that doesn't count. Yeah. There's always going to be maybe maybe there'll be a handful of drunk nights she actually doesn't actually remember. Like, there's always going to be that exception, right? So I'm never going to get the honest to God's answer out of it. It's the truth. Ali just said, like, went somewhere. I don't know. Ah, right. So, okay. It's less about, like, the actual number per se. And it's more about the kinds of dudes she was with who've kind of left an imprint on her. Mm -hmm. because the reason why guys get hung up about body count in general is because, okay, if I get into a relationship with this girl, typically, 
just typically, if she's had a, a lot more partners than a girl who's had less partners, the Ooh. girl with more partners is probably going to be like not as pleasant to be in a relationship with. She might be a bit more entitled, uh, maybe a bit more like bratty, maybe a bit more combative, just in general, than a girl who's had less partners, right? However, that is probably the case more often than not because she's been with a dude who was just better than you. Mm. She was with some dude who was like, you know, a celebrity of some kind, maybe a professional athlete, Mm. maybe who was like, she just can't get that imprint of him out of her brain. I believe this terminology is called alpha widowed, right? Bingo, bingo. Yeah, Yeah, so explain that a little bit if you would. Well, an alpha widow is exactly the situation I I just described. So she was with some dude in her life who was the best guy she has ever been with. He ticked all the boxes and then he let her go and now she can't get over him. So she's always comparing, even even if it's subconsciously, she's yeah. always comparing every other guy she gets with to that dude. The problem with that for women, and then we'll move up, we got five minutes. The problem with that for women is that that dude, that Leonardo DiCaprio, that famous <laughs> NBA player, that dude will bang out a seven because he met her in the club and she had big titties that night. And now that chick, sorry for the graphic example, now that chick thinks that she deserves the Leonardo oh, DiCaprio of the world or the Derek world. Jeter of the world because she got him one night. Again, just because you know you got him, can you retain that man? So the obtain-retain thing kind of works both ways. I see plenty of girls in South Beach that's like, yes. oh, I've been with that celebrity. Mm-hmm. I've been with that musician. I know that rapper. It's like, yeah, but you're still single out here in the club, baby. Is that your man? It's because he hit it and quit it and kept it moving. (laughs) Is that your man? Just because the guy, just because, you know, there's a difference in short term and long term. There's a difference between, hey, you're worthy of sex, you're not worthy of a relationship. And that's how it works for for some women out there. Let me get your uh, last thoughts on this. We're talking body count. We're talking about the risks of promiscuity of women. Mm-hmm. I know that you know modern women and body mm-hmm. count and feminism, they teach them, do whatever we want your body, mm-hmm. live free, do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that, we were just having this conversation with Dennis Prager, very smart intellectual. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, he said, that was prompted by birth control, which was in the mm-hmm. 1950s, which essentially liberated women's sexuality. Here's some mm-hmm. stats for you. 90% of women between ages of 18 and 64 have or have used contraceptives at some Never point. And nearly half of all U.S. pregnancies are unintended. Sure. Talk about getting hit and quit and these th- things like this happening. So in your opinion, how has birth control made women more loose and how has modern feminism encouraged women to, have, mm-hmm. to explore their sexuality and be more prescri- promiscuous? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> we don't, he said we only have five minutes left. Um, no, birth control, just in general, it's not very good for women. And you could, you know, turn 15 and you can start menstruating. Your parents will put you on it just because mm-hmm. they don't want you to get pregnant on what they would say is an accident. It's not really an accident. Women are just conditioned to believe a lie that sex without consequence exists. Even if you don't conceive a life, there's still some sort of psychological or intimate consequence that comes so with true. that. It doesn't matter. And I've had girlfriends who, you know, they were taking their birth control. They gained a lot of weight because that's what makes birth control ineffective is a rapid weight gain. Don't listen to these women. Like, they're like, I don't know why it just stopped working. Like, honey, you gained 60 pounds. Like, it's not the same dose. Um, 
is she I have I had a girlfriend that got pregnant on accident or whatever and it worked out for her yeah but that is because we just have this belief that sex without consequence exists and if you're on birth control as a woman you will choose a man whose major histamine complex matches yours more so birth major what problem was that um, your major histamine complex to do, to do with the, oh um, your your immune system immune we oh. we can smell your immune system women can smell is this the pheromones. Uh, pheromones is separate is, from that? It's pheromones so. and it's genetics. Because if I, I want to smell a man who varies more genetically than me, because that's going to create an attraction. Yeah, I, I completely think that I'm married right now because I met my man and I wasn't on birth control and Pretty his good. scent just drove me wild. Yeah. Women got all sort of stuff that's going crazy. on in there. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, women, will, women will pick completely different men <laughs> if they're on birth control or if they're off birth control. Wow. Right. Totally birth different control. This has been empirically like empirically I've never, never been life. on birth control. Ever in my life. So I don't Damn. know what she's talking about. That's crazy. Yeah, so it'll... It'll, wow. it'll change who you end up choosing. So some women wow. start relationships on birth control. Oh, they get off. They're not attracted what? to the guy. Yep. Yeah, it, it's a. I mean, that it can get so much more complex than that. I never but used it. I would say that I Oof. met my husband. Mm -mm. I, well, I knew him for a long time. I started dating him. I was not on birth control. I think I'm married today, literally just because of the way that I enjoy that he smells. I think oh it's something God. that's predetermined. Pre there's nothing that I could That's do about it. I've never smelled a better man in my life. I, I think we're genetically compatible. Um, and I guess back to the alpha widow thing, you know, the problem with promiscuity, and we think we have this excuse with birth control. If you run into the best sex of your life and you can't lock it down, you don't know if you're gonna get that again. I got it. I'm good. I'm good forever. Okay? okay. And that's honestly what makes a marriage work. Sex is the glue that keeps it together. But if you're out here, thought, 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 and you can't secure it, you will be thinking about that guy when you marry the guy that you, you kind of, you have to. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, but you want babies, right? You need money for babies. Mm -hmm. You're going to be thinking about that other guy. And if that's not, that's a heavy toll for a woman to carry and our grandmothers were able to stay shut about it the problem with modern women is they'll open their mouth okay <laughs> they will let you know like oh, you know what you're actually not the best i ever had it's like honey your grandmother would never like do better so talk to your grandma yeah. and you wonder what you, people wonder why the divorce rate is so high mm. like yeah. you get together on birth control she goes wow. off birth control to have a kid with the guy oh she has God. a kid with the guy and she's like i don't like this guy because her her entire her perception of balance. what's an attractive man totally changes whether she's on birth control or oh off birth Lord. control. Well, I will say this. Final thought, and then we'll wrap up. Um, men pick and choose the women that you have kids with and, and, and marry mm -hmm. with the utmost amount of thought. The ut and the good type of thought, not the yeah. T-H-O-T <laughs> thought that these out there. The utmost amount of thought and consideration. But what I'll give you credit for is I would love my future wife uh, mother of my children, to talk about me the way that you talk about your man. That. that is in a very yeah. attractive yes. quality. When your woman is like, I am so lucky. Yeah. I found my man. He's the best. Yeah. He's the hottest. He's the coolest. He lays it down. Respectful. Awesome. So men, be very careful with who you're wifing up and having kids with. And when you get to that point, make sure she speaks of you very highly mm -hmm. like that. We've all been in relationships where the women kind of talk shit. You've seen them kind of talking shit in public. Not a good look. Pick and choose your women wisely. Last question for the panel real quick, and then we're going to get to Super Chats, and we're done. This is a yes or no question. This is, a, this is not a very nuanced discussion. So <laughs> we're talking about men approaching women, fear of rejection, you know, getting your heart broken. I don't know. And I was, as I'm writing this episode, a song came on, and it was the song that goes, Lose yourself, you are the movie you make. Oh, we think it's If you know this movie. And the song is called 
Owner of a lonely heart. Yeah. Do you know this song? It's no. called Owner yeah. of a Lonely Heart. Owner of a lonely heart. I probably do know the song. I'm oh just my god, I'm maybe quite I'm butchering it. it. The, the lyrics are: Owner of a lonely heart. Owner of a broken heart. Owner of a lonely heart is much better than the owner of a broken heart. So would you have? What's the question? Is like, would you rather had had love, and it not last, than never have love at all? Right. The the the, mm -hmm. the question. So question for the panel: Would you rather have be the owner of a lonely heart? Or the owner of a broken heart? My answer is I would rather have a broken heart, mend it, fix it, get it back together, improve. That's where you'll find the fucking, the grit, the dirt, the down, the crumbs of the bread within you to build you back up and make you a better man. I've been through heartache. We've all been through heartache. For me, mm -hmm. I would much rather be the owner of a broken heart right. and put that thing back together. Now I got this ice box where my heart used to be <laughs> and I go Mariana. from there. Then an owner of a lonely heart. For you, Sterling, would you rather be the owner of a lonely heart or a broken heart? A broken heart. Nobody wants to be lonely. Yeah. Nobody wants to be lonely. Okay, ladies, broken heart or lonely heart? Broken. Broken? Yeah, of course broken. Okay. Right? Some people yeah. don't want to deal with heartache, though. Well, in the chat, this. by the way, let me know if you'd rather be the owner of a lonely heart or of a broken heart. I'd like to let you know comments of that. Natalia, yes. owner of a lonely heart or of a broken heart? Definitely a broken heart. I so, think, like, like you said, I feel like with a broken heart, you're able to learn from it and even give yourself like a standard of what you're looking for and then do better. By the way, this question is not as easy as it seems because if you've ever dealt with a broken heart, I have. I there's so. a lot of times you're like, I don't fucking ever want. <laughs> I already know what that's like. Yeah. We've been I'm there. I'm a loner, but I'm not lonely. Okay. So it's kind of like. Losing You want? Know? All right. If you've ever Stick seen the movie The Breakup with Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you guys got to get out more. <laughs> anyway, this has been awesome. Now let's get to our super chats and then we'll yes. wrap up. Last finish, uh, super chats. Thank you all for the super chats. We appreciate them all. We'll start with Reclaim Your Throne. As it, per as it pertains to Tate, Sterling works in the industry and he understands how common it is for women to retroactively withdraw consent after scenes. What they're doing mm. is to Tate is unjust. 100% true. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we have another one from uh, Reclaim Your Throne. Lover Boy Method is the game, not grooming. Women sell courses on being uh, Findom, a.k.a. financial dominatrix. It's all a, a symphoning of finances from old, desperate men that like chocolate sister. Hey, boo. Uh, beaten Cheeks. Uh, he said, Sterling, I refuse to give you IG, uh, Facebook hookup apps. What's your advice to guys like me, not broken or fat, thankfully? What do you suggest to produce yourself? And then we have Reclaim Your Throne. Uh, the book should have been titled Women Are from Mars and Men Are from Earth because men are knocked down a peg and grounded by reality since young boys adversity builds men and destroys women, especially dating. And then we had uh, Keyshawn Plies. Uh, he did donate, and I saw you put your chat, but I didn't catch it uh, after you donated. And then we had uh, Orthodox Boxing. Sterling, how does one go about getting cougars as a young man? Uh, what is the best place to hunt these cougars? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the last few. Uh, last few from what came your throne. Uh, intercourse access and variety is essential to a man's mental health. That's why we are, that's why we are, we have leaking dreams. <laughs> 
If men don't have access, uh, they will fap. It's simply supply and demand. The most men are going without. Uh, Kurt Rose, the last one. Moderation is key with everything. I'd rather a man jerk it instead of paying for OnlyFans, escorts, streetwalkers, etc. Um, thank you all for the super chats. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you guys like the video, comment, subscribe. And um, I want to shout all of you, including the haters out, uh, for forcing me to do better with my reading skills. <laughs> I'm doing this for you guys, so thank you. Let the haters be your motivators now. The, the, the last person who brought up the concept of supply and demand, like I said, I always try to combine finance and romance and supply and demand is if you're going to learn anything, if you take any economics class, they're always going to tell you that the most founding principle of any type of economics and economic system is the concept of supply and demand, and it works mm. the exact same way in relationships and in the sexual market and the dating market. As a man, to all my fellas out there, the more you can improve your wealth, your money, your game, your looks, your mm. status, your fitness, all that kind of good stuff, in the bedroom, in the boardroom, all that stuff like that, you will become a man of high demand, okay? A man of high demand, and there's always a large supply of hot chicks looking for a man who's in high demand. Allie got one. Our friend over here, she's going to lock one down if he makes Hopefully. at least $5 million. That's just how it works out here. That's supply and demand. With that being said, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode. Real quick, Allie, when are you due? Where can we find you? And when's the next time we can see you again before you give birth? Because it might be some time before or after that. So real quick, give us the, the lowdown. Um, well, I'd have to come back next month because uh, I'm due in mid-May, and there's things you have to do around the house. But for you, I will I will make a trip back okay. down here. Got to steal my man from the feds, you know. And then what was the, what else was there? Where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. I, I got real estate property on social media as soon as I could. So you can find me by that name literally everywhere. There's even a .com, guys. So my major platform is my YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe and check that out. If you want to get picked... And not skipped. And that is, look, guys, that's, <laughs> it's a cute ring, okay? Wow. We all want to get picked. Okay, don't waste your time. Use your SMB to your advantage. Hello. Get picked. Subscribe to the channel. Okay, and, and give your, say the name. What name? Of their channel. Oh, Real Fam Sapien. Okay, yeah, but you didn't see, you My left bad. out. <laughs> I was waiting for that, too. <laughs> I'm like, I got all the real estate. I know every channel. And <laughs> which one is brain. it? It's pregnancy okay, brain. Real Fam Sapien. <laughs> Kiana, thank you so much for being on the show. You Hi, are guys. quite the delight, and I would love to have you back again. Where really? can people find you? Hi, I'm Kiana Bonet once again. Thank you guys for having me. You guys can find me on Instagram, Kiana, K-E-I-O-N-A dot B-E-N-E-Y, Kiana Bonet. Nice kisses right there. Hello? The man, <laughs> Sterling Cooper. Let's get a close-up on him. This is his final inauguration speech. Hello. Go ahead. Appeal to the audience. Let them Look. get your vote right now. SterlingCooper.com. Sterling is spelled S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G. That's where you can find access to absolutely everything. If you want to get a bunch of free advice on how to improve in the bedroom, simplest place is also to go to my YouTube channel. Same thing, Sterling Cooper. You'll find just search that name into YouTube and you'll find me immediately. If you want some free stuff there. Awesome. Stop the fap. Right? <laughs> Natalia, biggest takeaway of today's episode, take us home. Biggest takeaway from today's episode, um, I would say hmm, there was a lot of good takeaways. Uh, I would say being, oh, I think Ali had some really great points today. Uh, I think uh, like 
yourself. not wasting your time when you are dating and with this information out there. I think we provide a platform where you get a lot of content and you can make a decision. Um, and Ali's a great example where she comes from a different, you know, she came from like, I don't need a man and, you know, I'm looking and, you know, she's young and she's able to find somebody and you can see that she is on a route of like happiness and success. So I think being clear on, on what you really want um, and even getting a different perspective, you know, with everyone else here of reality. Uh, uh, just be clear on what you want and, you know, go from there. Pick wisely. Thank you, Natalia. All right, here's my final thoughts. For me, everyone did great. Everyone amazing um, information. But Sterling's point about you either have a product problem or a marketing problem resonated so deeply with me mm. because I feel like a lot of guys in Miami have a product problem but their marketing is on point right and the Lambos mm. you've been you've you've been you've product got you've been you've, you've dealt with these men is what I was about to say so as a man get your product right okay get your money right get your success right get your game right get your fitness right get three things right okay your money your looks your game You'll be the upper echelon supply and demand of man that you need to get to. And then yes. you work on your marketing mm. problem. But if you're working on the marketing problem, you have a shit product, it ain't going to work out for you in the end. With that, that being said, thank you guys so much for watching another amazing episode of the Sawscast. Oh, we got some smoke coming your way. If you have not subscribed to Value Team and Money, please subscribe, Woo! like the video. We're going to do this again tomorrow with Natalia and your boy Saz here. Until then, we'll see you Next time, save that moolah. We out. Woo! <laughs>